0: A lot of times you're just that one awkward conversation or difficult conversation away from having that thriving marriage. Conflict is really there to strengthen your relationship when it's handled the right way.
1: And it's so funny, too, because people want that, but they're afraid of the outcome. You may
0: be one choice away from a thriving marriage. Welcome to the Operation Thriving Marriage podcast
1: with Brian and Jennifer Harvey. Say, hey, sweetheart. How's it going, we? in the studio for the first time for our first Operation Thriving Marriage podcast. You ready for this?
0: Yeah, this is an awesome kind of thing. So uh, shout out to Todd, our producer, and uh, so
1: so excited to be recording our first ever podcast. And we're here and we're talking about conflict resolution. We're starting this out and we're doing we're talking about conflict because that's like one of the most common things in marriage. But you know, when you think about being a lawyer, you deal with conflict. That's your job is resolving conflict. That's it. At least we do our best to resolve it. Right. right? <laughs> so, but what are some of the common bad conflict resolution techniques you've seen, or have a story about something that just, it went totally off the rails.
0: Oh my gosh. This was probably one of the craziest things. I had been about seven years in practice or so, and I was uh, representing a gentleman on a divorce case and um, myself and uh, this gentleman and my opposing counsel and, and the wife had just appeared before the judge, just told the judge on the record that my client had some vision impairment That was very significant in his right eye. And then we go out into the hallway. The other attorney wasn't happy with what the the judge was ruling about his client because we did better that day. And my client starts walking away after me, and he accidentally bumps into this other attorney and legitimately did not see him because of his vision impairment. So this attorney gets mad and starts literally chasing him down the hallway and gets (laughs) right up in his face. And I'm talking like, you know, eight inches away from the guy's face. And I had the wherewithal, you know, I'm a woman who's five foot 10 to slip in between uh, because it's like, hey, are you going to take a swing at me? So that was a very bad idea. And the judge's court officer ran out in the hallway and gave the other attorney a good talking to but this
1: guy's all hey okay by the flagpole after school. That's it.
0: (laughs) Something like that. But, you know, you got a court officer in the hallway with a badge and a gun so that I I think helped de-escalate things. But just what an unprofessional thing uh, on the part of this attorney. And this attorney actually ended up leaving the case and had another attorney uh, who was with a different practice step on because he was, uh, I think, just so embarrassed. And, you know, what would have happened had I been in court the next time and and relayed that story to the judge. So uh, you, you just don't do those kinds
1: of things. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, conflict escalating to throwing hands is not not where we want to go, especially when we talk about marriage. I mean, you and I have talked about this a lot. And obviously, we've we we we've had conflicts.
0: Not like that.
1: No, 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 <laughs> no one's throwing hands. That's for sure. Conflicts happen in marriage. It's just it's a normal thing. Sure. Um, You know, when we've talked to couples, especially when we've done like premarital counseling, right? They've got the stars in their eyes and they're doing premarital counseling because the pastor just won't marry them until they do this. It's just a requirement. But it's like, yeah, we don't really need this. we're, We're perfect. We've got the perfect relationship. And we get to conflict and, well, we never have conflict. But lack of conflict is bad, isn't it? Oh, I'd say that's absolutely
0: the case, because that means that you're not expressing yourself and putting out what your opinions are and what's going on. And I'm not talking about petty stuff. You might be putting a cloak over who you really are and just how you would be um, dealing with different issues. So conflict, I think, is a very healthy thing because we're unique individuals and we have different needs, we have different goals, we have different desires, and And we need to make sure that we're not downplaying who we are to just blend into a relationship because
1: that's not healthy. Yeah. And we're going to talk about um, expectations in in another podcast. But even too, I think with the petty stuff, you got to make sure you're defining what's petty, right? Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, some things may be a big deal. We talk in the book, you know, the whole toothpaste illustration we use in the book where, okay, that to me isn't a major issue. Because it, it just takes me extra time to for those who haven't, haven't read the book, Jen squeezes the toothpaste from the middle. She does it wrong, and I allow her to do that. Maya so, culpa.
0: <laughs> and I I didn't find out this was, you know, even something that crossed Brian's mind until I read
1: the first draft of the book. Another issue. <laughs> right. So I mean, communication and stuff, right? We're, that's it. Yes, communication win. But I mean, the whole squeezing the toothpaste from the middle or the bottom, that that's not a big issue. But there could be other things that maybe i mean we've had this issue before we hung the hook up where we put our keys where keys were getting lost all the time and that could be petty and at first it's like well just just remember where you put the keys or and just when i ask where the keys are just tell me but that became something that was important enough for us to do something about it really and we talked about this a lot um in the book conflict is not important because what marriage is you know, the purpose of marriage isn't for people just to be happy. Happiness is a horrible goal for a marriage because happiness is just fleeting. It just kind of it comes and goes. And so we talk about three purposes for marriage: experiencing mature fulfilling love, growing to be more like Jesus and representing God to the people around us. Sometimes I don't do that well. And sometimes I need I need you to to point out to me where I'm not Doing these things, and of course, that's going to lead to conflict, isn't it? It, it sure is, and I mean, I, I
0: I throw a mea culpa for for these things too. I'm certainly not uh, perfect in any of this. I, I, we're we're both just on on the journey to to be more like Jesus. And uh, I think that e- each of us can be that uh, that tool to sharpen the other. We do want to make sure that we're, we're fulfilling that uh, purpose of marriage and living that out to just grow to be more like God.
1: And you don't always get there in the prettiest kinds of ways. Exactly. I mean, conflict is never comfortable. The people that like conflict just like argument they like the adrenaline rush or something i mean it's like it's their version of a roller coaster that like conflict isn't pleasant it's not fun but it's important
0: i'd say in a marriage certainly i mean let to talk about my profession another time just uh, some attorneys and there can be some strategy and some things like that but certainly in the interpersonal relationships it's not about gamesmanship it's about acting as that team together
1: yeah absolutely i mean a marriage isn't a lawsuit I Sure, mean, it's different when this is by its very nature adversarial but marriages aren't adversarial. There's just conflict. If there's not conflict, then someone isn't being honest. Mm-hmm. Someone is either just hiding their personality or overdoing the submission aspect, right?
0: Oh, sure. And on either side, and I love you, Pat Benatar, but love should not be a battlefield.
1: But We should have had our son who plays drums in here to help out with the rim shots. Conflict. Is it bad? Mishandled conflict. I think that's the problem. And I think when um, we talk to couples and when you talk to people who are dealing with conflict and they want to avoid it, it's not the conflict they want to avoid. It's the mishandled conflict.
0: I think that's true because I think that there's a misnomer that when I bring up an issue and I get to the other side of that with this person, it's for sure going to be worse. And that's not true because a lot of times you're just that one awkward conversation or difficult conversation away from having that thriving marriage. And that conflict is really there to strengthen your
1: relationship when it's handled the right way. Yeah, it's that choice, to that one choice you, you need to make. And it's so funny, too, because people want that, but they're afraid of the outcome. They're afraid of, oh, this is just going to get worse. But sometimes you're feeling bad because things aren't resolved. There's an issue you're dealing with that's not coming up. And mishandled conflict, when we call it mishandled conflict, what we mean is conflict that not resolved appropriately. And so like a conflict that you've tried to resolve it, but it became angry. It became, okay, fine, your way. And then you stomp off. It's something that there was not an agreement between us. It was just either I'm going to demand my rights. I'm going to demand what I want, or I'm going to say, this isn't important enough to me. And I'm just going to walk away. And when you say this isn't important enough to me, What you're saying to your spouse is, you're not important enough to me to deal with this.
0: Or at least that's how the the spouse is going to receive it. That might not actually be the case, but don't say something like that because it certainly could communicate that uh, to your spouse. And to me, very
1: likely would communicate that to your spouse. Message sent is not message received. You Mm -hmm. sent a message that you meant one thing, but the message you received is totally opposite or certainly not what you intended. How then do we resolve conflict well? What are the... What are the keys to resolving conflict in in a positive way? Well, I think between the two of us, we've really come up with a few principles,
0: uh, which is be kind and be clear and and be present as you're handling that. And kindness, uh, friends, that that really connects us up uh, as being one of those fruits of the Spirit that uh, Paul outlines in Galatians 5.22 just approaching things from saying, we're on a team together, we rise or fall together. And even um, when you see basketball players who might not get along well off the court, they're acting as that unit together for the good of the team and and doing well and winning championships. And they're not going to be able to do that if they're not playing the way that they need to and taking care of each other and having each other's backs on the court. Certainly it's the same kind of thing with marriage, but kindness, I, I think, really rolls uh, into being able to speak to the heart of your spouse and show them that you're you're for them.
1: Well, and being nice isn't being weak. And I think at least on some ways that masculinity is perceived or presented, right, is if you're being nice, you're being submissive. And I mean, we see that a lot in movies and TV shows. The, The macho man is the one who I've got control of the situation. And they're just kind of a jerk, right? Kind of the anti-hero that's so popular in movies. Like, yeah, that person killed the bad guys or whatever, but they were a jerk in the process. There's so many different anti-heroes out there in movies. But being nice isn't being weak. It's strength because you don't need to assert yourself to get to the conclusion that's best in the marriage
0: and you can be strong and be kind at the same time I think that's certainly the case outside of marriages as well as inside marriages um, when you're where you're dealing with the, resolving a conflict but that's why uh, these these movies with the anti-heroes that's why they're fiction right it's a script and i think it takes more strength in a conflict to do what you need to do to have that self-control and to exercise that kindness it's it's certainly not weakness because
1: I think it's a lot easier for people to just blow up on each other. Well, and also, it's just frankly a good idea. I mean, Proverbs 15.1, a gentle response turns away anger, but a harsh word stirs up wrath. If you and I are talking, and I'm I'm an upset, and I I come at you, it's like, I mean, throwing the knife hand and putting all the the old crusty NCO attitude. You will, you will, you will, and I just come in that attitude, but automatically. You have no desire to work with me at that point, because I just completely shut you down and put you in a situation where now you want to defend yourself because I've attacked, you know, and the natural response of when you're attacked is defend yourself. Because you'd have to, right? Yeah, it's just when we're talking, I mean, when you're kind, when you're considerate, it's just it's just a good idea. It just makes sense because you. the goal isn't to get your way. The goal is to have a stronger marriage. That Again, this choice is to have a thriving marriage so that we are experiencing that fulfilling love, being more like Jesus and representing God. It's all about living a holy life. And- this conversation this conflict ultimately we want to get out of it being more holy than we were before the conflict started
0: that's it absolutely and i'd say it's kind of taking us to the second point of being able to be clear shout out to the women because of the stereotype of you know my man should be able to read my mind and that's just not true you have to communicate clearly just as to what the conflict is and what your goals are and what you want to have uh, done and see what you can do to to communicate that out so that just blinding clarity
1: absolutely Absolutely, and my my dad used to joke around. It's like, don't drop hints. I'm not smart enough to pick them up, and that's true of me. I mean, if you if you're dropping the hint, it's like, well, what's that on the floor? I'm not going to pick it up. I'm just not smart enough. And it's also got to be language though that they understand. We can get in our conversations. There's often times when I've had to tell you, okay, sweetheart, stop that entire sentence you just said. re-say it because you used a bunch of legal stuff or used th- words that I just don't know what those words mean. And so, I need, so we need to make sure we're using language because I can do the same thing, right? When I get into my military jargon and start using all the acronyms, okay, you said an entire sentence without a whole word, Brian, you need to define every one of those things. So part of clarity is making sure we're using the words that each other knows. And depending on your job, depending on how you grew up, sometimes we've got friends who the wife is Jamaican and I'm making up this illustration. They didn't tell me this, but I could see- if she was using some Jamaican idioms or something that her husband, who is American from the Midwest would be like, yeah, I don't know what any of that means. We've got to be clear and our backgrounds are going to be different. We're going to have different words that mean different things.
0: I think that that's absolutely the case. And and I think just in addition to Clarity um, when we're able to be there and be present. We're, we're not checked out on our phones. Um, we're not uh, checked out uh, by watching a TV show. Um, we're not busy with kids or uh, cooking something that's really complex. Um, Or or, uh, busy with something that requires a whole lot of attention. Um, We we really have to make sure that we're there and we're we're present uh, for our spouse just as we're having these uh, more difficult or more awkward conversations and efforts to try to resolve the conflict.
1: Yeah, not just be physically, mentally, and emotionally present, but we've also got to handle conflicts in the present tense. You know, The conflict that you're having is that conflict, not what happened 6, 12, 18 months ago with this boyfriend or girlfriend you had in high school, or whatever it is, the conflict I can't ha- talk
0: about that. No, we're not. We're not going to talk about that <laughs> no. thing that happened conflicts three years ago. In that's, the present that's tense. Done. The present that's tense. done.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it's not beneficial. It's not helpful. And also, you don't want to anticipate future conflicts. Let's not presume. Oh, this is you're. I know you're gonna do this because this is just the way you are. No, the conflict that you're having is has to be in the present tense. It can't be in any other situation. You can't talk about the past or the future. You got to talk about what's going on right now and deal with that conflict. You yeah,
0: can't talk about the future tense conflicts because I, I think there's a Tom Cruise movie saying you can't punish people for crimes that we're very confident they'll commit in the future. We're just you right. know, <laughs> we're, we're just gonna deal with yeah. what we got right now, and uh, you know, ho- hopefully some adjustments can be made so that there wouldn't be other conflicts in the
1: future and also being present means allowing each other space to engage in the conversation dialogues resolve conflicts not monologues
0: Uh oh i'm i'm a theater person and brian is as well so we want to make sure we don't do that monologue presentation or monster log if it gets too big and ugly, right? It's a conversation.
1: Well, yeah, for our friends who, who love theater, I mean, everyone loves to see a good monologue in a Shakespearean play. No one loves to listen to their spouse monologue about all the stuff they've screwed up. Ouch. Uh,
0: how about I do a monologue on all the things you do right, babe? Yeah, we can go with that. Let's plan that after
1: this. <laughs> I, I like that. That'll... Conflict is so important in marriage. It just, it really is because There's a pastor that we met down in Texas a couple months ago, and I love the way he describes marriage. Tim Ross, shout out to Tim Ross if you're listening, Um, because he describes marriage as your spouse is you, outside of you, looking at you, telling you about you. And the purpose ultimately is for us to be more holy. And I am really good at lying to myself. I'm really good at thinking I am the greatest at whatever, or I'm really good at hiding. Hey, I know I'm not good at that, but I'm good at covering it up to myself. But Jen is really good at pointing out to me where I'm lying to myself. And I need her to do that because that's where holiness comes. That's where we grow to be more like Jesus by having someone tell us when we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing.
0: I think that that's the case. And I got your back on that, babe. But um, also, you know, you you will come to me and say, hey, you know, this is something that you're not doing well here. And you're not bursting into a conversation screaming at me about it ever. You're, you're, you're just kind of like, hey, I got to talk to you. I'm going to pull you aside and just let you know that this wasn't handled well. And, and here's why. And, you know, what what can we do to w- work this out and figure this out? Because I don't think any spouses are going into to a marriage relationship or people who are Christians are not trying to live their lives in such a way where they want to contradict Christ or live in such a way that it isn't the, the best thing that he would want to have for us. But just as we slip up and make mistakes, that that just gentle confrontation um, is great. And I, I always say confrontation is not a condemnation. It, it's very much something that uh, we, we need to uh, confront each other in, in love, being that spouse that has each other's backs.
1: And it's never comfortable. I mean, uh, you don't like me coming to say, hey, Jen, this is what's going on. And I'm I'm always feeling anxiety when I do it because there's always the chance that I'm going to come at this a wrong way, or you're going to receive it in a way that's going to make it not a positive thing. And let, let's be honest that that happens sometimes, right? Sure. Where it's better in the long run when we get through it. We're closer to each other. We're closer to God because we were able to do that. Oh, so as we just wrap up today, I think the big things we we want you to remember is the choice to have that conflict is that choice you may need to make to have that thriving marriage. Don't hide from conflict because that's not going to give you the marriage you want. Um, But in that conflict, be kind. Just be loving, be kind, be clear, and be present in the conversation. And then you will be able to have a thriving marriage. Thank you for listening to the Operation Thriving Marriage podcast with Brian and Jennifer Harvey. We have another opportunity for you to help your marriage thrive. We are hosting a special intensive marriage retreat at the beautiful Richard Bush Renewal Center in Michigan. This is an opportunity for us to spend time with you personally, developing the skills that will help your marriage thrive. We'll talk about enhancing communication skills, conflict resolution, and building intimacy in your marriage. As an added bonus, podcast listeners will receive a 10% discount. All you have to do is mention the Operation Thriving Marriage podcast when you register. This retreat is limited to only nine couples, so make sure you register soon. For more information, contact us at our website, OperationThrivingMarriage.com. We look forward to meeting you in person.